You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real with host Ray Zander. Get ready to expand your life, your knowing, your alignment with Source. Welcome everyone to another edition of Everyday Attraction. This is your feel-good sister, Ray. And this is your feel-good sister, Heather. And we're so glad to be with you all. We're excited to be back in the flow and um, ready to talk about our alignment. Woo, woo. (laughs) And that's what we like to do, everyday alignment. And we are going to talk this week about impulses because we want you to be a spiritually impulsive person. Impulses are back. They're hot now. (laughs) there used to be a time where being impulsive was not a good thing but today we're going to find out when you're in the right space when you're in the feel good flow impulses may actually be coming directly from source your higher being leading you from one direction to the next and we're going to talk about as we do every week our abrahams our abrahamers and we're going to explore a track that's really recent just here in april of 2017 where abraham gives us the download on when we should move on impulses and when we should ignore them and um you know this is something that heather and i discuss quite a bit in our offline life and um and how we can you know connect more and more with source because we have determined as many of you who are listening to the show have determined that the only thing that matters is our connection with source everything else follows that and i remember so clearly you know, Heather talking specifically about that time in her life where she said, that's it, I am only moving in that direction. And Heather, I know that that has been sort of a real pivot point for you where you're just like, it's only about source and the rest of it, I'm letting go. Yeah, it makes life really easy. And and in the addiction world where I work with people that are giving up substances, many of them say, well, I'm just going to be a casual drinker, or I'm just going to be a you know, and I say to them, you know, it's po- anything's possible and I have no judgment, but I know that it's more difficult to discern when do I drink, when do I not, especially when they are in rehab, right? So they, they got there somehow. And so for me, it's like if I think about, well, when should I connect to source and when should I be in my head and when should I this and when should I that? It makes it too confusing. It's like source all the way, you know, source is the way. And that's the only way for me. But of course, I get in my head still too. But as soon as I catch myself, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm in my head right now. I, I'm clearly knowing that's not where I want to be. Um, and I want to go straight to source. So it's like it, it gets rid of the, it simplifies. I'm a simple. I like to simplify. <laughs> I like the elegance of simplicity, too. And I think there was a time in my spiritual path where I was, you know, when I first learned about the law of attraction, and I learned that we create our own, our own reality. I was very much more about mind mapping this. All right, I'm going to mind map this, I'm going to get my mind to bring in the house and bring in the home and, you know, bring in the career. And, you know, I'm going to really get this, you know, the whole vision boarding thing. And, and all that was great. And it 
was part of my path and it was wonderful and I learned a lot, but I feel like I'm in this kind of more cruising state in my spiritual life where I know the feeling that I want. I understand the essence of what it is that I want, but I'm less connected these days to how, how that outpictures itself, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, and I'm really more excited with connecting with my inner being and my higher source and getting their vantage point about what would be cool. Right. And so just kind of hooking myself to their vantage point and then really enjoying the ride as to where this is going and how it's unfolding and really releasing the idea that it has to look a certain way or certain things have to happen in order for me to feel like I'm I'm allowing. And and it's really kind of an interesting transition because, um, you know, I'm, I'm just less uh, kind of caught up in making my mind create and manifest. And I think that that's what you know, why they're so stuck these days, why the Abrahams are so focused on meditation, because we're also in our head. Um, and with when we meditate, it's just a moment where we release thought. And then finally, we can kind of clear the pipeline. So that's kind of an interesting kind of manifestation that they've been telling us about on meditation. Wanting, right? So we don't even necessarily know what we're wanting, but they know. So we don't need to get in our head and try to figure it out. So like, let me figure out what I want so that I can tell them what I want. And I can cut the picture out of the magazine and I can put it on, you know, my screen of my computer and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, that if it makes you feel good, like I do this thing at night when I fall asleep, that I'm imagining um, my, my daughter and I, she, <laughs> she has this imaginary cloud that she named Gilbert and it has, it's a big, huge cloud that has like everything you want. So we create the cloud every night. So it, it has like a shopping mall or a, um, a swimming pool or a beach or whatever, but then it flies and then we go and meet at a certain country or a certain place every night. So then she, so we end when I say goodnight to her, she's like, go pack your bags. And that's how we say goodnight is go pack your bags, I'll meet you in Fiji, I'll meet you at the Taj Mahal in India or whatever. And um, so it's that whole imaginative, the imagination makes us feel good. So if the imagination makes us feel good, great, but not because we have to figure out what it is we want so we can tell source. <laughs> right, right. That's such a good in, uh, indication to kind of say if it feels good to be specific and, and to make things up and to have that wonderful ride, go for it. But if you're doing it in order to help source understand what you need, <laughs> You're kind of probably off your rocker. <laughs> yeah. Source knows us better than we know us because source is the larger part of us. So who the heck do we think we are that we need to figure it out first in order to tell source so we can say, oh, source, this is who I am and this is what I want. It's like, no, source is us and we are source, but source is the larger part of us. So there's that trust trust factor. Faith and trust is so key. And I know religions have faith and trust in them. And I'm probably most everyone knows I'm not religious. Um, I'm a Disneyan. Uh, that's my religion. But um, that we we need the faith and the trust more than the dogma, right? I mean, I like that. It's so true. And, um, and it is that the trust in this connection and that we discern it. I love that word discerning. We discern it based on how it feels because we can certainly get a lot of impulses. For instance, you get an impulse to like call your friend and tell her off about what she did the other day that pissed you off. But that's not an impulse from source. That's not an impulse from your larger knowing. That's from a disconnected impulse. So what 
What we're talking about are these sparkly breadcrumbs, which Heather and I learned about in a recent workshop we went to. This idea of, you know, really the, the sparkly breadcrumb impulse is coming from a place of alignment. So it's not from a place of neediness. It's from a place of true allowing. And I don't know if you can actually put into words what that feels like. I think all of us know we can be discerning within our own minds and hearts as to whether or not an impulse is coming from that open wide place. But what they talk about in this track is how meditation can be kind of a training wheel for you to discern whether or not an impulse is coming from your broader self and, or from your disconnected self. And obviously, many of you listening to the podcast are very aware as to when your impulses or your in- inclinations are coming from um, allowing or, or neediness. But it's also kind of nice to do the meditation practice and kind of check in with what's coming up for you right after you meditate and allow that to, to be something to guide you as to, you know, how source is, is, is working. Absolutely. I am ready for source to guide us. <laughs> Tell us where to go. Sparkly breadcrumbs, one, two, three. And, um, you know, the other part of, of this meditation thing, and I know that they're really harping on it. And, you know, you might be in a position where 15 minutes a day is super easy for you and you have your practice. I, I certainly love the Abraham meditations, um, but sometimes a guided visualization is not really what I'm looking for. I'm just looking for that complete silence and being able to disconnect and the breathing technique that they use in that meditation, I think is really great. It's that, you know, um, three up, five down, which really works for me, but whatever works for you. Um, it might be this sort of structured meditation or as you know, Heather has shared with us, it's not necessarily that structured. So what's the three up, five down? Can you say that again? So it's a breathing technique and the, the music in the meditation, the Abraham meditations is set to the point where you do um, three breaths in and five breaths or five re- seconds release. So three in and then five release. And it's a different type of breathing pattern that Abraham has talked about that allows us to sort of disconnect from the monkey mind and move into this more allowing state. And it actually takes quite a bit of practice to do it because at first I kept getting off key and off mark and, you know, it was a little bit of a rough ride. But after a while, you get to the point where I don't really even need to listen to the track anymore. I just get into my breathing technique and then I can feel that kind of blissful disconnect happening. And, um, and it might only be for a few minutes in the 15 minutes that I'm doing it. It's not about, you know, 15 solid minutes of connection. It's sort of this wave thing. But, but what I have discerned from them recently and some of this new information they're giving us is that oftentimes when I get thoughts in meditation, my inclination is to breathe them away. But what I'm hearing from them now, and this is a little bit what happened to Esther when she first started to channel Abraham, is that sometimes those thoughts that are coming in when we're in meditation and we're in that kind of connected aligned state are the impulses that source is giving us. So it it is kind of an interesting um, way to work with yourself and say, wow, I've suddenly got this thought coming through. I don't know where this is coming from, but I'm feeling so good and I'm feeling so connected. This may well be the sparkly breadcrumb that we were talking about. The sparkly breadcrumb is here. I lo- is are you talking about the the music from the Vortex CD from the book um, and the the four meditations? Yes, yeah, the one that's on general well being and then physical yep. well being and yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. Because I did breathing when I was teaching hypnobirthing and, and in birthing process, and I would do um, into the count of four and out to the count of eight. Um, but I did used to listen to their um, their audios all the time, and I didn't know it was in three out five. So that's cool to. I'm that mathematic 
mathematician, I like to count. So I can just count the breath, you know, the in and out. But I just have a tendency to breathe a lot longer and slower. So I feel like it's important to really follow your body's rhythm too. Um, Just being a scuba diver, I have like a really strong capacity for like slow breathing to not use up my oxygen. (laughs) So I think it's important for each person to find their like pattern yeah, just for everyone to have their own way of connecting in with source, whatever it takes to get us out of our head. And some people like to ride their bike and that's their getting out of their head meditation or or run. Like we can do open-eyed meditation as long as we're not in our head thinking and we're just in the in the rhythm of um nothingness, I guess, right? In the in the in the nothingness. Yes, in that sort of pure it's almost a disconnected feeling. It's um I don't want to say numbness, but it is kind of a different um, energy frequency. That's the word frequency that we're tapping into. And that's a frequency where source source can whisper in our ear and, and kind of go here, go there. So, well, let's pop into this track a little bit and listen to what the Abrahams have to say about impulses, especially after we are in meditation. Here we go. I took up meditation when I was 18. Yes. And I was doing it twice a day for yes. 20 years. And I've, I don't do it that often yes. but I know the mechanics of it and I know that feeling when you're what we're asking you to remember or to know or to relearn or to learn anew is what that feels like when in the connected aligned state an impulse comes to you and with it comes such a strong feeling of satisfaction that wild horses will not keep you from doing it and the thing is most of you have trained your ability to receive those impulses away from yourself because you've been seeking approval from others, trying to do the right thing. You've weighed the pros and the cons and the pluses and the minuses. You've got so many voices in your head about what you should do, what's the honorable thing to do, what's the practical thing to do, what's the smart thing to do. And so, so often, you're really taking long, hard ways around what you're really asking for. You know, I'm going to stop right there because I think that's worth talking about in a little chunk here. Isn't okay. that, you know, isn't that interesting that, you know, they say that many of us have trained ourselves away from following these impulses because we've got all these other pleasing modalities going on or um, considering other people's input. Do you know it's not interesting? Because we're distracted by everybody else and what everybody thinks of us or what we think of them. And so it's an easy distraction. Yeah. And they're all up in our vibration. So how to discern, and this is this discerning process that I think is so interesting because we want to discern if the impulses are from source and what that feels like versus an impulse to please your sister-in-law because she's being weird. You know what I mean? It's There's so much um, kind of mixed frequency that we got going on. This is why we want to kind of clear the decks. But reaching for satisfaction is kind of an interesting way to go at it too. It's just that place of, you know, I'm going to be... I'm satisfied with where I am and I'm going to be really kind of key to just let that be the dominant vibration as I move into this meditative state. But I just thought that was interesting how they said we've trained ourselves away from actually knowing what it is that we want because we're so, you know, wrapped up in everybody else's stuff. So here we go. Let's go back. As you get into that detached state and just sit there in the relief and peace of it for a while. And then when an impulse comes, 
give yourself permission to follow the impulse no matter what it is just for a little while if it's take a walk do it if it's get in the car and go somewhere do it whatever it is give yourself permission you will very soon feel the impulse in such a strong way that you'll be able to discern because you're meditating and that's when the impulse comes you see you're not going to be able to very easily sort out where the impulse is coming from is it coming from need or from true allowing unless you're meditating and coming out of meditation when it comes because you're already receiving impulses because impulses are the momentum of strong thoughts that are flowing did you hear that impulses whether they're coming from this pure positive place of your inner being knowing exactly what the best path of least resistance is for you whether it's coming from there or whether it's coming from the momentum of things that you're sort of worried about when an impulse comes you're not going to know for sure whether it's coming from need or from joyous knowing unless it's coming to you as you're coming out of meditation at first just at first are you following us this is the biggest sales job we've ever done in asking you to just try to discover for yourself personally the benefit of meditation because if you can show yourself what that impulse feels like and the reason that we gave you the analogy of Esther and the furniture is because that's an impulse that ordinarily you would not trust all right so let's talk a little bit about that and and some of the stuff that Esther's talking about with the furniture and some other stories so you heard pretty clearly there that at first, it might be difficult to realize whether the impulse is coming from source or from true allowing. And so, and again, this is just in the beginning there, they're suggesting that meditation is a great way to get your training wheels going on how you can bounce into that um, impulse. But isn't that interesting? They really define what an impulse is. It's, it's momentum of things that you have going on in your mind. And if it's it's from that worried state, then you're going to get an impulse to do something that's probably in the opposite direction of what you're wanting. Right. And, um, and that's kind of, you know, an important discernment. But when she was talking about furniture moving, is that she had gone into a meditation state, and she came out and the impulse was to move furniture around the living room. And she judged it. She was like, really, shouldn't I be focused on like world peace? Or shouldn't I be trying to do something larger in the world than moving furniture along. But of course, many of us who are listening to Abraham's, what happened is that she got the impulse to move furniture and she called the furniture movers. And this wonderful, amazing thing came about when these furniture movers came into her house and it ended up having this bigger Im impact on the world through this artist that she met who happened to be moving the furniture. And now he's a hip hop artist and he's kind of like, hip, you know, he's like rapping Abraham and all this wonderful thing happened. And of course, she could not have foreseen that she could have judged the furniture moving and be like, really, really, Esther, that's not really evolved of you. But we don't want to judge those impulses, especially when they're coming fresh out of meditation. And it, um, you know, the, the way they say, um, are you thinking the thought or are you receiving the thought? That is this because when, <clears throat> when the impulse is from our worry, we're thinking the thought. And when we're receiving the thought, it's placed there by source from that meditative space, but we have to align to, uh, uh, to allow to receive the thought. I love that. Thank you for clearing that up. That's so true. That is that 
the thinking receiving, but also this non-judgment piece, because I think there is a tendency oftentimes when we get impulses to judge them. And like, for instance, Esther was telling a story recently where she was in an airport and she kept getting the impulse to move her seat. And she moved like four times, which I think I would have talked myself out of it. I'd be like, stop it, you know, just relax. But the fourth time that she moved, she sat next to a guy and she could hear Abraham coming through his headphones and she connected with him. And it turned out his daughter had been asking her him to re to listen to Abraham for like years. And he finally did. And then Esther shows up right next to him. And there was like this joyous unfolding where they left a message for the daughter together and they took pictures together. And again, this is like not earth shattering stuff, but it is the sort of breadcrumb and the kind of way that source wants to work with us. Source knows what you want. You don't have to make another list. You do not have to have another kind of experience of making sure source is understanding what it is that you're asking for. They actually know your entourage, your spiritual tribe know exactly what it is that you're asking for. And they know the shortest distance between where you are and where you want to go. So, you know, shut up and listen. <laughs> that's, but that's the key, the shut up and listen part. It's not that easy for people to shut up and listen. So they're giving us the, the big golden ticket of meditate, meditate, breathe. And I always say, get out of your head. And if meditation works for you, great. I channel, that's my meditation or float. Other people run or ride their bike or take a nap or whatever, but anything that gets you out of your head, get out of your head, right? That's the part that we really need to hear. We're not doing ourselves a favor by trying to control or getting out ahead of it. And for those of us that are analytical or consider themselves controlling, it's like tiresome, right? We have, I don't know if we talked about replenishment yet, but we need to be replenished and refueled and allow and receive and let source, let the majority do the majority for us. We don't have to do as much as we think we need to. Let the majority do the majority. I love that. That's a total everyday takeaway. Thank you for that. Um, yes, thank you for bringing up replenishment too. And that was something that they revealed in this track as well, is that when we take the impulse from source, when we know that it's a fresh wonderful connection and the action is so compelling, we actually get replenished. So if you're exhausted, this is a great indication that probably a lot of the action you're taking is in resistance. No, it's, it's proof positive that if you're exhausted, that means your action, most of your action is being done with resistance. Because when we are doing the action of source, when we're in that allowing state, we actually get energy replenished. There is more energy to be had. And that is a real cool trick to know. And that there's really a lot, a lot less to do than we think there is. Um, it's that feeling of we have to figure it out that is that trips us up. It's so true. It's really about whether you're in that go get it mode or let it come to you mode. It's that, you know, you're going to penetrate that situation or you're going to relax and allow it to come to you. And that's really where this technique and this ability to be connected to source becomes so practical because you can just lean back and allow things to pop in and show up. And then when you're compelled to act, it's that sort of wild horses, you know, compelling where you just know you cannot stop yourself. This needs to happen. And I love that that sort of discernment too. One thing that they said in this track that I caught as well was this idea of meditation is really a place of release and peace, release and peace. So whatever you can do to release any resistance and release kind of that mind and be at peace, you know that you're in that spot where you can hear the impulses and know that 
you know, you're going to be guided in the most delicious, wonderful, sometimes wacky way. Again, taking out judgment, it may be like, why the heck am I going here? I don't know, I got an impulse to have, you know, this particular juice, and it's, you know, out of my way. And, but I don't know. And then suddenly, you know, there's someone there that you needed to meet. And um, I think that that's a fun way to be in the world. That's a fun way to create with source and to bring in from the vibrational universe into the manifested. I think you're right, Heather, we're working way too hard. And I think that piece of um, getting out of our head will automatically bring release and peace. It's it's not like we have to seek release and peace. If we get out of our head, it's just there. It's just naturally because we'll float up to the surface and that's what's that's what's there. I love that that's our natural state and that we can trust that that is really how we're we are naturally in the world and that there's nothing to kind of make happen. Um, but just to stand more in that divine power and understand, you know, who we really are and how we're connecting with this, this broader, um, and, and to not deny ourselves again, this idea of, wow, you're getting a clear indication from source that this would be really fun. And I know I'm totally guilty of this when I get a, a fresh, delicious impulse, but it's something like, you know, go to the movies and it's the middle of the week. I can totally talk myself out of it because of responsibilities and because of judgment of people, you know, around me who would say, well, you know, you got to work hard. It's all that training that comes in. And so I really invite everyone listening to this podcast to, to, to really hone into those impulses and allow yourself to have them, even if they don't make sense, even if they seem frivolous, even if they don't fit into the pattern that you have outlined for how you're going to get to where you want to go. Just really allow um, source to prove to it's to you again and again and again, it's got your back. It knows exactly what to do. You're really overthinking how you're going to um, to manifest these wonderful things that you're wanting to have. This is really a chill spirituality. It is really about chilling and allowing and then really moving only when you're, you've got a big yes. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. It's a hell no. <laughs> and I think that that is it's such a great golden rule to to really live by. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm guilty of this. I do it. I, I talk myself out of it because I get practical. And I get into that type A personality that I've been taught is the way that you get things done. Um, it's human nature. I mean, it's definitely not you. It's all of us, right? It's human nature to get up in our head and try to figure it out and then try to um, discipline ourselves and, and stay within the confines of our responsibilities. And, you know, it's, we're very programmed. It's so true. And to separate oneself from that training is a delicious awakening. And it's an opportunity to get even more closely into the whispering of source because source whispers to us, this energy is not going to, you know, necessarily have a, a, a blowhorn. It's, it's a, it's a subtle, beloved, beautiful whisper. And that's the relationship where you really get intimate with that, that inner being that no, it is, it is a love relationship. There's, it is a beautiful relationship and you want to whisper with source. <laughs> I, I've been having this in the last couple of weeks, you know, I think all of us have like our confident zones and our blind spots. And my blind spot is relationship. So when I get into 
Now, relationship with my kids, probably not at all. Like I really am learning from them how to be in a healthy relationship. Just growing up with alcoholism and and dysfunction in family, I didn't know. I didn't have a strong relationship with my mother or my father or my brothers or even girlfriends as little as a little kid, you know. And so now I'm learning relationship and how to have relationship. So I said, well, you know, if I want to have a love affair, if I want to meet the guy or whatever, I'm going to have a love affair with source. I'm going to be in best relationship with source and learn from that on how to be in relationship. And it's like we all have the opportunity to have the guidance of source every day in anything. Like if if your blind spot is career, invite source to guide you in your career space or guide you in your parenting space or whatever it is. I mean, source is always here for us, but we have to be willing to listen um, to that whisper. <laughs> to the whisper and to, and to really be that place of opening, to be that place of having not figured it out. And, and really allow um, the information to flow. We've come to the end of our delicious time together here on Everyday Attraction. And we're so glad that you had a little bit of time to spend with us to get focused on impulses. And we hope that you have delicious meditation opportunities and that your sparkly breadcrumbs lead you to more and more fun and excitement and allowing. And it is really about the journey. We I know it's cliche, but truly it is about experiencing the excitement and the love and the intention today in this moment. No more waiting. Thank you, my dear Heather, for coming together and exploring these delicious understandings. Oh, you're so beautiful, Ray. And it's so exciting to co-create together it is and as we say every week feel good sister see y'all next time thank you for joining us on everyday attraction where the law of attraction gets real join host ray zander every friday at noon central time 10 a.m pacific on unity online radio for more ways to align with your source and start living the life you intended to live everyday attraction is a part of the align radio network at www.alignradio.com and sponsored by send out cards check out www.sendoutcards.com forward slash attraction If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world.